0: Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. This is Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast powered by I Promise. Now, here's Danny Mac.
1: Oops, with Danny Mack. It's the Wednesday edition on 101 ESPN. Time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. 10.05 here in St. Louis. Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com will be my guest. We're going to go over the top stories of the baseball season for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2020. And also a look at his top five prospects in the Cardinals system. One of the things we're going to get into too as well is the big trade of also, well, Blake Snell going from Tampa Bay to San Diego, but also you Darvish going from the Cubs to the San Diego Padres. Now, David Kaplan of ESPN 1000 is in Chicago. He has covered the Cubs for decades, and he's talking about in this particular instance what's going on with the Chicago Cubs. You know, this is a a situation where you look at where they're at. It's a fire sale potentially coming up where are they with their pitching where are they in terms of developing talent
2: now let's add in the fact that they've done a horse bleep job over the last nine years at developing homegrown talent that's just a fact chris bryant okay i'll give you he won an mvp in a world series he's been a a really good player for them anthony rizzo they didn't develop they traded for him kyle hendricks they traded you darvish they signed uh, Javi Baez was drafted and developed by Jim Hendry. Wilson Contreras drafted, developed, and signed by Jim Hendry. I mean, I could keep going on here. Victor Caratini, who they just traded in the Darvish deal, he was traded for. So please show me. Kyle Schwarber, who you drafted number four overall, you just non-tendered. Albert Almora, you took sixth overall, you just non-tendered. Love Jason Hayward. I just ran into him in the city. He's a wonderful human being and a solid major leaguer. Is he a $184 million major leaguer? I would beg to differ with people who think they are. So, my point is, they've made a lot of bad decisions and they have done a lousy job at replenishing their talent pool with cost effective guys.
1: So, what do you do with Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, Anthony Rizzo, Contreras, Jason Hayward, Kimbrel? We're talking about. Big players, big money, big contracts, salary dump. What are we doing here?
2: Look, the Cubs taking on debt when you have incredible revenue streams is a smart business decision until a pandemic hits and you realize, oh, God, we're overextended. How are we going to pay not only the debt off, but the service on the debt? The interest payments are massive. Chicago Cubs, regardless of what people at Forbes, or some of the bankers in town would lead you to believe Chicago Cubs have a billion dollars of debt on their balance sheet. Now that may be under their Hickory Street Partners company they created to buy up real estate. It may be under other arms of their business. It's all coming out of the same thing. They started a TV channel that has been so far a dismal failure dismal and you know part of that is we played 60 games they counted on a hundred and fifty some less the national games you know 162 10 times they get the max on national tv and then the rest were going to be on their marquee sports network well all of a sudden their analysts on pre and post game are doing it on zoom from home so that's you know not real appealing and the team is okay they win a bad division and they score one run in two home playoff games and they lose to a team with a payroll a fifth or a sixth of what the Chicago Cubs have so my point is there's been some financial mismanagement going on when a pandemic hits that's just a fact take out all the debt you want you better be able to make those credit card payments
1: ain't that the truth so if you look at the Cubs dumping salaries you look at the Reds you're not gonna have Bauer coming back they traded Iglesias the Pirates traded Bell Milwaukee doesn't have a lot coming back. They do have really good bullpen guys in Devin Williams, Hader. Cardinals haven't done anything. Cardinals can win this division. It's really that simple. By default. That's incredible to believe. It's true.
3: It is true, but think about... Last year, at this time, we we're talking about the Reds and how they're spending and how they're going to go and make this push for the division. You had the Cubs who were on the rebound with David Ross. Now you look at it and you go, all right, everybody doesn't want to win. We'll just give it to the Cardinals.
1: Well, the Cardinals have, by my count, and we've talked about it on the show, Tanner, they've got 21 to 22 guys minus Wainwright that could be pitchers next year. A couple guys making debuts. Liberatore would be one. Thompson would be another in 2021, potentially and making major league debuts the way the game is played today starters are going five innings you know, six innings, seven innings but you have potential starters of maybe eight, nine, ten guys they're going to ask to be stretched out to go into camp so they have a plethora of pitching they got a shot and that's with an offense that was not great last year it's got to get better they got a shot it's, it's that simple. They got a shot at the division? Yes. I'm not buying the argument of you
3: get in, anything can happen, especially with the monsters we see out west.
1: Well, that's true, too. I mean, that, that point is valid. But anything can't happen. Eh. Anything can happen. Eh. All right, college basketball, number 12, Missouri, number 7, Tennessee tonight. Uh, Mizzou has not, they're both, by the way, undefeated. Mizzou 6-0, and Tennessee is 6-0. and uh, the Tigers haven't played since, what, I guess it's been since December 22nd, and that's when they beat Bradley 54-53. Rick Barnes, hard to believe this is six year already at uh, Tennessee, but they're really good. Slew bad news. So they've been hit with COVID, apparently. That news coming out within the last... Uh, I would say 30 minutes or so. Their game tonight has been canceled. Now, this is based on previous information. Uh, SLU would have to shut down, according to city protocols, for 14 days, I believe. The A-10 changed to 10 days recently, but obviously city over conference protocols. So that means the UMass game, LaSalle, St. Joe games uh, wouldn't happen. Davidson could be a return game for them, but we'll see exactly how that plays out. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, Davidson would be on the bubble on that one, just doing some of the numbers. But, boy, that stinks. I mean, they've done everything right to all these teams. I mean, the virus is the virus. You know, they've been so good to get as many games as they've gotten in already. And you don't know how you're going to come back after
3: taking time off like this. And you're playing really well right now. Never know what could happen within, let's say they do take two weeks off.
1: Yeah. Um, talking with Lisa Stone yesterday, she said her kids were just so excited just to practice, just to be on the floor. Like the excitement of just being able to practice, get back on the floor, shoot baskets. It was crazy, Tanner. Some of the things that they were doing just to have workouts in their room alone. Like they had little individual literally individual workouts set up for them squats things of that nature some of the kids were able to go out and shoot outside on a basket by themselves um and then the mental aspect of just trying to come back you know and and being alone being isolated so uh that's sports that's college basketball right now in 2020 Coming up, we'll visit with Brian Walton of CardinalNation.com. We'll talk about the top five prospects in the Cardinal system, according to his rankings, also the best, uh, best moments of 2020 for the St. Louis Cardinals. And that is next. Scoops with Danny Mac on a Wednesday here
0: on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN.
1: Always great on a Wednesday to visit with Brian Walden of thecardinalnation.com. And we do this every Wednesday. And, Brian, uh, let's jump right into it. Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. First of all, Brian, happy New Year to you. How are things going?
4: Yeah, happy almost New Year to you as well. I guess Thursday night's going to be upon us, and, boy, it'll feel good to flip that calendar over to 2021 and say goodbye to 2020, won't
1: it? Oh, my goodness. Will it ever. And usually when you flip the calendar, Brian, at least for me, that's when I really get ready for baseball. I mean, I'm, I'm always paying attention, seeing what's happening with The trade rumors, the hot stove league, we haven't had a lot of movement, but this week we got some movement. And I'm just wondering if this is now, if it starts the ball rolling, if it gets it – Going a little bit. You needed a team to step up and make a few big moves, and and maybe this is the the moves that uh, and these are the moves that gets it kind of going. Blake Snell, you Darvish going to San Diego, and I wonder if this is the 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 kind of move, the kind of week that gets the thing going.
4: You know, it's interesting, Dan. Really, the the big. If you step back and think about it, the big splashy moves that have been made across baseball, not just this week, but in the offseason, have been primarily trades. You know, the big free agents are kind of still out there, and everybody's circling the market. But, you know, the, uh, the Darvish trade, the, the uh, Snell trade, you know, th- those are all guys who are, you know, established stars who, who have multiple years left on their contracts. But, of course, that's what makes them appealing to their new teams, multiple years of cost
1: control ahead. It, what's interesting, too, is what's going on in the NL Central. And none of these teams are adding. They're, they're letting go of good players, Darvish, leaving the Cubs. You look at the Reds kind of gutting some of the, the, the very good players that they've had. Cardinals still have not brought back Molina or Wainwright. We'll see how that plays out. The NL Central is a, a division that uh, by default is is not getting any better, at least from my vantage point, at least not yet.
4: You're, you're right, Dan. If you think back 12 months ago, I mean, who was winning the offseason? The Cincinnati Reds, right? They, they'd won the offseason for the last two years in a row. I mean, look at that rotation. The Trevor Bauer. Gray, Castillo, De Sclafani, right? And, and now two of those guys are gone and maybe some others as well. They traded away their closer, their best setup man, Archie Bradley, they they picked up in trade and he walks away two months later for agency. So the Reds, you know, they really went for it in, you know, in 2020. And what did they get? They got a ticket to the playoffs and, you know, got bounced out in, a, in about as uh, negative a fashion as possible. So they're bailing out now. The, you know, uh, 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 just a few weeks after uh, Mr. Ricketts, the owner of the Cubs, said, "You know, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, we're not uh, breaking up this team." Well, you look at what happened with Darvish, you know, being being traded away. Caratini. Now the word is Contreras is out there, you know. Bryant and Kimbrel. Maybe they'll hold on to him until the break, but you know, the the Cubs are clearly in in uh, austerity mode as well. So the Cardinals, you know, you look at them and you know they basically. You know, they didn't, I mean, Wainwright and Molina, that's still the question mark, but they didn't lose these huge pieces like these teams have either lost in free agency or trading away. And so as a result, the Cardinals' chances to win the division at least improve. Of course, doesn't you know, improve their chance to win the World Series, obviously.
1: Yeah, and, and Josh Bell. Out in Pittsburgh, oh, and, yeah,
4: Josh, Josh Bell, you know the one of the the best hitters that the poor Pirates had, and you know they they sent him to the Nationals, who need a first baseman. Great trade for them, but you know now I guess the question is, are the Pirates going to win you know fifty seven games or fifty six games instead of sixty? I mean, they're just going to be terrible. And the good news is, the rest of the NL teams get to play in. So you know,
1: you know, currently constructed, I, I could see that in the NL West, there's two teams, the Padres and the Dodgers, that could win 100 games. And in the NL Central, unless a team like the Cardinals just gets red hot with their pitching and they win 90-plus games, which could happen, by the way. I could see that happening. I'm not just a homer saying that. I, I believe the Cardinals have pitching to beat up on the division. But you could have, like the Cardinals did it in 06, with, you know, just get above 500 and get in. You could have that happen again this year. There There, there is just not a clear-cut favorite going across the board and running away with this division right now currently constructed
4: yeah i mean you mentioned two divisions one the west division is just so intriguing of course you've got the dodgers who are kind of sitting back and you know watching so far watching the the padres load up the giants rumor is they're kind of waiting till next year and then you've got the the rockies and the diamondbacks with incredible amounts of talent but yet They're going to come into the season with, you know, not a reasonable chance to do anything. And, you know, they've got those two great hitters on the Rockies lineup, uh, you know, and and waiting to see what's going to happen with them. Uh, So, you know, and and I'm, of course, talking about Story and Arenado. Sure. But, you know, in the Central Division, yeah, you know, I think the Cardinals, certainly we can argue how many wins they're going to have, don't know. But the Cardinals are certainly going to be in a position to be a favorite in the division if the offseason ended right now. But, you know, and you know, everybody obviously needs to get hot at the right time in the postseason. But when you compare the Cardinals, you know, to some of these teams like the, the Padres and the Dodgers, it's hard to look at them and say, hey, they're, a, you know, a bona fide World Series, uh, you know, candidate. But uh, the Cardinals' objective is to win the division, get in the playoffs, and see what happens.
1: I love your website, Brian. I tell everybody to go there. You have a, a gift uh you got it I basically you can go there right now and you've got subscriptions that are up there that, that people can get gifts uh for folks in their their baseball lives uh so subscriptions are available for fans out there cardinal fans specifically but one of the things that you do is a countdown every year of the top 50 prospects so i want to go four, three, two, one. You had Yvonne Herrera at number four. It's a catcher we're hearing a lot about. He's playing winter ball. Only had uh, one game that he played in in winter ball this past week. played in that game, went one for three. But in a general sense, how far away is Yvonne Herrera? We we kind of hear he might be the heir apparent to Yachty. Kisner is is waiting in the wings. But in a general sense, where is Yvonne Herrera right now?
4: Well, you know, it's a great question, Dan, and – Really, Yvonne Herrera and Nolan Gorman are kind of in the same place career-wise in that, uh, well, Gorman actually had a longer time at High A Palm Beach and Herrera. Herrera only had like a month at High A last year. So neither of these guys have played an official game at Double A. So the, the real question that none of us know the answer to is how far did Gorman and Herrera progress in alternate camp down in Springfield last summer. We know they got regular bats. We know they got to play every day. Now Herrera's playing in winter ball as well, which certainly adds to you know his experience level. So it's it's a positive thing. But we really don't know. I mean, could the Cardinals say, "Hey, that experience last year was good enough. We're going to start these guys in in Triple A Memphis to start the season." Which means, you know, of course, if you start a season in Triple A, by the end of the season, if you progress as as uh, expected, you know you could find yourself potentially being available if the if the cardinals have an, St Louis has an injury it needs to call somebody up and it certainly would put them you know on the radar to get in the picture in two thousand and twenty two that 's the most optimistic approach. maybe the more uh, cautious approach would be to start the guys in double a you know let them get a month or six weeks or eight weeks and you know let them tear up hopefully tear up the the Texas League and then move them up to Memphis but still you know when we saw You know, we saw with Dylan Carlson, I mean, he only spent a month in Memphis and he, you know, got himself positioned for St. Louis. So, you know, these guys, you know, we're not really sure yet how fast and how ready they're going to be to start the season, but it's going to be in their hands if they come out and play well in 2021, you know, and and by the way, they're the guys who had the best chance to keep active in, in 2020. So if they come out and play well, they're guys that could get themselves in the picture and, you know, maybe... Maybe it sounds like I'm being the prospect guy, getting overly excited about the chance of a Gorman uh, potentially, you know, um, contributing to St. Louis in 2022. But certainly, that's what everybody would like to see if they could fill that in, that he would be the guy to, to step in behind Matt Carpenter. And, you know, even if he, they come up, and you know, I'm talking about Gorman and Herrera, maybe if they take their lumps a little bit, like Dylan Carlson did, you know, there's still time for them to recover and to learn from it and and, and, uh, and grow. Not everybody, the first time they up in the major leagues, hits it off right away. That doesn't mean anything about their potential.
1: So at number four, you had Herrera. At number three, you had Matthew Liberator And, of course, he came over from Tampa Bay. And, boy, you'd, you'd love to see some return on the Arena deal. So how about Matthew Liberator?
4: Yeah, I think the comment you made, Dan, is the thing that we need to be careful about, and that is, Matthew Libertor had nothing to do with who he got traded for or how he got traded for or what, you know, what Randy Rosarena did or didn't. You know, we really need to look at Matthew Libertor in his own right, which is a very promising starting pitcher. Whether he's going to be a number two or a number three guy, he, you know, he may not be at a top-of-the-rotation Cy Young award winner, but he's a guy who, who potentially could be a very good starter and a potential, you know, all-star now and then in his career. And again, you know, like the other guys, uh, that I mentioned before, the hitters, Libertor has never pitched an inning at double-A or triple-A either. But, you know, pitchers, we've seen the Cardinals before accelerate them very quickly and work them into the bullpen in their first season in the major leagues. You know, we saw guys like uh, like Walker do it. Carlos Martinez did it. Uh, you know, a number of, of pitchers have done it. So, Everybody, you know, and, and of all the players who were down the Springfield alternate camp, Liberator is a guy who, who across the board got rave reviews for his work there. So, you know, I think of all these guys that we talked about, the chances are best that in a, if, if the year progresses in a normal as expected manner, Liberatore is a guy that we could see in the St. Louis' bullpen before the end of 2021.
1: Number two, you had third baseman Nolan Gorman.
4: Right, and I've already pretty much, you know, talked about him. I mean, he's the, he's clearly the top power prospect in the system right now. And, you know, the, the challenge for Nolan Gorman is going to be to keep those strikeouts under control while still continuing to show that prodigious power. And, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a crucial year for him. He comes up and, and really, uh, you know, hits the ball well in, in the high levels of the minor leagues. You know, there's going to be a lot of talk about him being the guy that's going to replace Matt Carpenter.
1: How about his defense? We, we, you know, we always hear about his offense. How is his defense, Brian?
4: Uh, he's got a good arm. He's, his his range isn't stupendous, but there is no reason to believe whatsoever that Nolan Gorman can't be uh, a major league uh, third baseman. There's some who think, you know, he could end up at at first base potentially, but there's no guarantee of that. I mean, he's got a very strong and, and accurate arm. You know, he's not a speed burner uh, clearly, but you know, I, I think. He, and by the way, he's also an aggressive player, which is which is good as well, as long as the you know as long as the throws are where they need to be. But I, I don't think we have any worries or should have any concerns about about Nolan Gorman being able to handle third base. Now, you know, it'll be interesting to watch with Montero in the system and Walker in the system. You know, and uh, Malcolm Nunez, the Cardinals have a lot of talent at third base, so they're going to have some flexibility. But the thing we, of course, have to remember is that Paul Goldschmidt isn't going anywhere, and you definitely do not want to take his glove out of the field if you don't have to.
1: Number one, no surprise, Dylan Carlson. Yeah, I mean, what's there to say about Dylan Carlson at
4: this point? I think, I think sort of like Libertor, but in a different way, we just have to keep expectations in line. You know, the Cardinals definitely need so much help in offense, and Carlson's the guy that stepped up late in 2020, you know, I mean, to the point you got a rookie who was struggling just in back in Triple A just weeks before, and you find that he's your cleanup hitter as you go into the postseason. Now, looking at the lineup, I don't think there's any doubt that that was a good move for the Cardinals, but it just shows you, you know, how seriously the Cardinals needed some thump in the lineup. I personally would rather see Carlson maybe bat second in the batting order, something like that. But if the Cardinals don't get a proven cleanup hitter over the winter, there's going to be pressure to put him in that spot behind Goldschmidt. And I think well, while he'll do fine there, I don't think that's his long-term goal. That's not his home. He's not the power-hitting guy. I mean, he's, he's the, you know, the overall strong player. And with his on-base ability and the ability to run as well, you know, I'd like to see him, him bat second, but again, it's going to depend on the pieces that Mike Schilt has to work with when he tries to put together his lineup. And, of course, by the way, his leadoff man's gone as well. So, you know, you could argue the point, hey, Carlson stole 20 bases last year, put him in as your leadoff man. The problem is you can't ban everywhere.
1: Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com is my guest. Brian, if you could, hold on during the break. I want to get to your top five stories of the St. Louis Cardinals season. So hold on if you could during the break. Brian Walton, my guest Every Wednesday, I want to tell you about Saliga. They've been doing business out of the same location, uh, that's on Graboy since 1927, celebrating over 93 years in business. Their fourth generation family-owned business, currently run by Dan Saliga. Dan and his team pride themselves on great customer service, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Whether it is cold outside, so. If you have turned on your furnace and you find out that it's not working efficiently, you find out that it's not working at all. Well, give Dan a call right now. Saliga is offering 36 months, no interest financing on any new furnace, 72 months, no interest financing on any new system. Plus, they have American Standard Rebates and Ameren Rebates. Saliga Heating and Cooling, the air quality expert. And they have a special going on right now just for our listeners on 101 ESPN. Ask for the Danny MacDaddy Indoor Air Quality Special. All you have to do is just mention my name. You'll get duct cleaning, air scrubber, humidifier, blower wheel cleaning. Mention my name. Call Saliga, 314 481-7333. 314-481-7333. Again, mention my name. Get this deal. A lot of our listeners have called, taken advantage of this deal. 314-481-7333 or visit Seligaheatingandcooling.com Saliga Heating and Cooling, an independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. When we come back with Brian Walton, his top five stories of the Cardinal season. That's next on 101 ESPN.
0: More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN.
1: Happy New Year, everybody. It's a Wednesday edition of Scoops with Danny Mac. And again, if you want to get more content of baseball, just go to scoopswithdannymac.com. That is my website. Got a lot of content on there on scoopswithdannymack.com. If you want to hear or read more content of baseball on scoopswithdannymack.com. Let's continue the conversation with Brian Walton of the Cardinal Nation. Dot com and brian has been kind enough to hold on during the break brian we just went through your top prospect list of the and now you have your top five stories of the season for the st louis cardinals so we're going to go through the top three i'll leave the top two because that'll be revealed on new year's eve but Uh, this first one is a tough one for you because it's minor league contraction, something that is very near and dear to your heart.
4: Yeah, it was a tough year for the minor leagues across the board, Um, no doubt about it. I mean, the fact that 43 um, different cities across the country are losing their professional baseball They're affiliated baseball, and that's you know most of them are going to get some type of wood bat college league, but it's it's you know it's just not the same, and it's it's really disappointing what happened. And across the Cardinals system, well, the Cardinals lost two very very strong affiliates, Johnson City, who they've been first were affiliated with back in the 1930s, and the folks there in Tennessee just love the Cardinals. Uh, They'd set attendance records the last four years in a row. The team had. I think, five championships in the last 10 years. And it's just it was just a great, great uh, relationship. But the fact is, the Appalachian League is, is no more as a professional league. And then the State College Spikes playing on a beautiful facility on the Penn State campus, the Cardinals short season Class A. And again, the same thing, you know, that the New York Penn League has had to go. And because of it, that Cardinals affiliation went away. And you know teams are figuring out ways organizations are figuring out ways to be more efficient in their player development to pass on some of the expensive player development you know back to the amateur side and it's just the direction the game's going but it's just you know i feel bad for the fans in 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 state college and johnson city as well as you know, uh, again, you know, almost four dozen other cities across the country who are, you know, who are losing their teams as they knew them.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, for these people, it's it's not like they have the big TV contracts and, you know, it's not like they have the big radio deals. They are based on people coming through the turnstiles. So when you, you can't congregate, it's very tough for these people to survive, these family businesses, and that's that's also an, an aspect of, of this that makes this very hard.
4: Yeah, if baseball. If, if baseball can't be played... Uh, In the minor leagues in 2021, it's just going to be devastating. I mean, some of these teams got loans and they, you know, got some help from the government and and got through a year in which, you know, they basically had no revenue. Because I I just want to be clear, minor league, and you touched on it, minor league teams make almost all of their revenue from what we call game day revenue. And that's tickets, it's concession, it's parking, it's selling programs. Whereas like the Major League Club, on the average, about 40% of their revenue comes from game day. So they're hurt if fans can't be in the stadium, but they still have revenue coming in. And in my leagues, that's not the case. If you can't have fans, you you can't make any money. And so, you know, we've talked a lot about the problems that 2020 caused in the minor leagues from the the fact that the players themselves couldn't get a year in a play of development. But it was also devastating, as you said, to these small businesses, a lot of them locally owned, small business owners who own these minor league teams. And so we've just got to hope that the the vaccine can get out there to, uh, you know, enough of the country that these minor league, uh, you know, ballparks can be full again this summer.
1: How about the power outage of the St. Louis Cardinals, which is your number four story of the year?
4: Yeah, I think, I think everybody would definitely agree that the St. Louis Cardinals were, are a team that succeeded based on their pitching and their defense. And when you sort of peel back the onion on their offense and you look at the key components of offense being banning average, on-base slugging, the Cardinals were, were actually pretty good in on-base you know, around the middle of the pack in baseball. Their batting average wasn't as good because of all the strikeouts. But where the Cardinals really stood out in a negative way was in their slugging. And here we're talking about extra base hits, right? Doubles, triples, home runs. That's how you 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 know, how you get ranked well in slugging. And the Cardinals were 27th of the 30 major league teams in slugging. And that was down substantially, down 44 points from the year before. And of all the teams that made the playoffs, the 16 teams, the Cardinals had the weakest power-hitting you know, part of their lineup of any of those 16 teams. And, you know, you've got to have, yes, it's great that you have pitching and defense, but you've got to have enough balance. And really, other than Paul Goldschmidt and then Brad Miller, who was good early but, you know, had to be benched later, and, and Harrison Bader, the Cardinals didn't have any hitters who were even major league average sluggers. And Ozuna left. That was a, certainly a major problem. Uh, uh, Paul DeYoung had a down year for him. He'd been sick. And Tommy Edmund, you know, was, was really, really great in 2019, but that was, you know, really beyond anything his history said would be. Tommy Edmund's not a slugger. So, you know, the Cardinals just need that pop in the lineup, and right now they haven't added anybody yet, and you just have to hope that they do, as we, you know, went back before to say, okay, you know, I, I couldn't tell you today who's going to be the Cardinals' cleanup here. I guess, I guess it's Dylan Carlson by default.
1: On thecardinalnation.com, number three this morning on on your list of the top stories was uh, Colton Wong, a guy that the Cardinals drafted. They developed the ups and downs of Colton Wong, developed him into a Gold Glove second baseman, two-time Gold Glover, uh, leadoff man, and and a really fine player, but yet uh, got a little rich for their blood. And uh, the $1 million buyout, and with COVID-19 hitting, Obviously, they said that's too much, and they said goodbye to Colton Wong.
4: Yeah, it's really, it's really, and you've you know covered the covered the high points very, very well. And you step back and say, well, what does that mean? In a normal year, you know, if this had been a year before, Colton Wong's option would have been picked up, and and we, nobody would have ever expected for a minute that it would have been anything else. And and I admit, I was one of those who kind of was still going by that old set of ground rules, not fully appreciating the level of of concern that the Cardinals had about their expense and their payroll. Yeah. They said, yeah, it's going to be down. Okay. You know, I thought, well, maybe they're, you know, you know, not going to spend some money here and there, but you know, this was the first real indication that my gosh, this is a serious problem for the Cardinals to let a guy who's contributed like Colton Wong has, uh, you know, that defense, again, the anchor of the team, one of your guys up the middle, gold glove winner, your lead off hitter. I mean, the Cardinals letting him walk for money, you know, over money, was was a a major wake up call at least to me that hey you know times are going to be tough in terms of them being able to spend any money to further the team for 2021.
1: I'm not going to give away your next two stories. I want people to go to thecardinalnation.com. But I would have to assume uh, one of the major stories because it's a major story in every walk of life is COVID-19 and how the sport. Tried to deal with it and tried to get through a sixty game season.
4: Yeah, and you know, I don't it's not much secret. Usually my number one story of the year is how the Cardinals performed on the field. And yeah. I think I think in twenty twenty there's there's no doubt as you look at, you know, how the team got through the various challenges that were faced to them throughout the year and the fact that they were able to hold it together and, you know, get into the postseason. And frankly, they were just a few breaks away from being able to, you know, get past a very, very good San Diego team in that first round. And, you know, that is just a tremendous story of perseverance. And yeah, yeah, we're all disappointed that the Cardinals, you know, couldn't win the World Series. Uh, But, I mean, just the fact that that they – that they got through everything the way they did, I think, is is a tremendous story and one that we should never take for granted. And hopefully, we'll be able to look back over time and say, "Wow, that was you know that was really something that they accomplished." I'm sure glad we don't have to do that again.
1: Oh, isn't that the truth? Hey, Brian, I always advise people to go to thecardinalnation.com. dot uh, What's the best way to subscribe now through the holidays? Well,
4: if you look at the uh, at the top of the story, there's like six pages above the full six stories above the full, like at the top of the site, and you'll see there one that talks about gift subscriptions at 10% off. That was really more for before, before the holidays, but also if you look at that, you can see that you can give yourself a, a subscription for 10% off as well, and that's good for just two more days, so it's only through New Year's Eve, uh, Thursday night. 10% off on the Cardinal Nation gets, gets you a subscription for the entire year, calendar year of 2021, and I guarantee you it will be worth your money.
1: I can uh, vouch for that. It is worth my money. It is well spent, and I appreciate you. Appreciate you doing this every Wednesday. It's great content every single day at thecardinalnation.com. Brian, have a great new year. Thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate your work so much, and we'll catch up next Wednesday.
4: We'll talk to you in 2021.
1: And let's turn the page on 2020, huh? You got it. (laughs) That's Brian Walden of thecardinalnation.com. Dan McLaughlin with you for I Promise. And I hate to admit it, but my eyesight, it is getting bad. Man, it's getting really bad. Called some of the baseball games off the monitors uh, this past year when the Cardinals were on the road, and my eyes were really tired after those games and strained from staring at the screens. That's how we called the games. And then all of a sudden, coming to 101 was I Promise. So my kids also spending many, many hours on their phones their tablets their computers going to school virtually as well so I gotta tell you about I promise and this has been a godsend I promise is a local company based right here in st. Louis all-natural products formulated by optometrist manufactured right here in the US certified by NSF or purity they come with a 60-day money-back satisfaction guarantee but I'll tell you what once you take it you will be hooked the screen shield product line will help alleviate screen time related symptoms like occasional headaches i was getting those dry those tired eyes it can help you focus screen shield pro screen shield team they will they, you know they act as an internal sunblock for your eyes they will help filter out those blue light symptoms from all that screen time so forget about the you know blue light glasses that you may be wearing so i promise is the number 1 doctor recommended eye vitamin the number 1 choice of pro athletes i know some of the pro athletes that are taking this many major uh, colleges universities they have their their athletes taking this it works my family uses it i use it it's working and if you use the promo code MAC as in Danny Mac when you place an order you get 50% off at iPromise.com. I'm using it. Folks, it works. Visit iPromise.com today. Visit E-Y-E, Promise.com today. That's iPromise.com.
0: More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Time now for the crossover brought to you by Dobbs tire and auto centers close to home or close to work for quality tires and expert auto service. You can always count on Dobbs.
1: Crossover BK and Mark Saxon coming up for the next three hours. Mark Saxon of the athletics. So I guess you guys will be talking a lot about hockey. Yeah. Yeah.
3: A lot hockey of hot takes. Oh yeah. We're going to really break down the college football playoff. I'm going to yeah. get all of Mark Saxon's hot takes a lot on of how X's Notre Dame's going to win it all. Yeah. Can
5: we do a lot of like, you know, X's and O's. A little.
1: Uh... Hey, Saxy will do that, though.
5: Yeah, I'll hang if I can. Yeah. You uh, hang
1: with it. Yeah, you're dangerous enough to do that. <laughs> I, I know enough to be
5: dangerous. You throw <laughs> some hot takes out there. Okay. What? Hey. Doesn't hurt to throw a hot
1: take out there, does it? You've done that a few times.
5: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We're
3: gonna, we're gonna litigate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what baseball hot takes you got, sexy? Oh my goodness!
3: Hopefully a lot. We got three hours to cover, Danny Mac. Yeah. What, oh,
5: do, what right, do you got? Right, right, right. I, I can't, I can't like throw them all out right here, Danny Mac. I don't want to like, you know.
1: Well, I do want to ask you this. though. Okay? am I allowed or please zen, do, zen, please zen do? Out? Okay. What do you think
5: of uh, Darvish and Snow? I think. Uh, The Cardinals are not going to want to draw the Padres next year. (laughs) No.
3: First round.
5: They're pretty good. First thing I thought. They
3: beat the Cardinals without two of their best pitchers last year. Yeah.
1: And in two years, they're going to be really good. Yeah. They're going to be really good. I was just talking with Brian Walton, and you look at the Central Division. The Central is there for the taking. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it it is. It's terrible. The Division is just, you know, the Reds. You know, Mustakas could be on the move Iglesias is gone you look at the Pirates are the Pirates and now they're even a lesser team because of the trade of of Bell I love Key Brian Hayes by the way I think Mm. that guy is going to be an absolute monster in the division but they don't have anybody else they do have a top 50 prospect that they think is going to be a very good player the Cubs it looks like more trades could be coming as they try to to lessen their, their payroll you don't know what the Cardinals are going to do and if the Milwaukee Brewers, now they're going to get Kane back more than likely, but if the Brewers do something with the hater uh, the hater situation in the back end of their bullpen, they do have Devin Williams, but Braun is no longer there, it looks like. It, the division is there for the taking.
5: Yeah, a bunch of mediocre teams, it looks yeah. like, right? I mean, um, you know, and, and I think Kenny Rosenthal had a piece early, early when they, you know, in the off season and it was why the central teams are hit harder. They don't have these $10 billion TV deals that the Yankees or Dodgers have. Right. I mean, I think that, in the in the NL Central, I think the three smallest markets in baseball, if I'm not mistaken, St. Louis, Milwaukee, and Cincinnati, or maybe Pittsburgh. One of the KC is smaller, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but certainly but, yeah. three of the maybe five or six smallest markets, and that would explain that, right? Yeah, for sure. So you're seeing them all retrench financially. Um, <clears throat> maybe it wasn't that great last year. I know four teams made the playoffs, but look what they did in the playoffs. Nobody they went out with a whimper. All got smoked. Yeah. absolutely smoked. Scored almost the the Cardinals were the only ones who scored any runs,
1: right? At the, all, Cincinnati literally was shut out all three games. Yeah, against the uh, Braves, innings, right? Right. Um, so
5: it is going to be, and that's why I think people. It's all relative, right? So if you're like, oh, the Cardinals aren't doing anything, look at the other teams. The Cubs might trade Chris Bryant by July 31st. Who knows what they're going to do? They're obviously totally rebooting. Mm-hmm. Um, Reds. You know, that rice Iglesias trade, you can't explain that other than, you know, we're just cheap. Same thing for you, Darvish. That's right. That was a
3: salary dump. Absolutely. It was a total salary dump for a guy that was arguably the best pitcher in the National League last
1: year. Yep. I would agree. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year, my friend. Can't be any worse. 2020. Don't Let's say hoping. that. I, well, I was a right. fan of the no.
3: Royals when Buddy Bell said, "Don't ever say that it can't get worse." And guess what? It got worse. <laughs> yeah, I did. So that's true. Don't ever say it can't get worse. I don't think it will. But don't say it can't.
1: Well, uh, <laughs> what's coming up on your program?
3: Well, we have you coming up at 12.15. We are oh, we thrilled do. to have that <laughs> okay. today. These Thanks for telling me. Plans as you <laughs> We've got Chris Kerber coming up at 1.30. A lot of baseball to get into, including the Padres, who I think are right now the most fun team in baseball. Yep. And if ever you've rooted for anything in your life, you should be rooting for the Padres to be really good over the next few years. Because Ooh, if, they're not, if they're not. If they're not. It's a hot take, man. If they're not. <laughs> hot taken. Then God bless it, none of these teams are going to start spending anytime soon.
1: Uh, t- I, you know what? This month, you're going to see it loosen up a little bit. I'm with what a I'm saying. A small handful. Is I, I think it's a if, small handful. If like
3: this that. Padres thing doesn't work, it will be how all can teams. it not i'm with you right. but if, if it doesn't for whatever reason it will be how all can teams it not need to point to to say look that's why we're not spending they already do it with the angels imagine if this doesn't work with young stars and all of the pitching and everything hold on i think it's going to dan i'm saying this is a disclaimer because if owners see this and it doesn't work
1: they will point to it because we know how this works it, it is it's been proven before though bk that teams have done this and it hasn't worked And then it happens again, and teams go out and spend money again. There's owners that do it all the time.
3: The Padres feel a little different to me in that they already have a young core, and they have the pitching. The Angels' problem all along was they didn't have the pitching, Pitching, right? The Detroit Tigers, for like seven years, were arguably the best team in baseball. Except every year, they ran it back with the exact same problems. They never figured out their bullpen. And this, this is where I think the Padres are a little different. They've got the pitching. They've got the young stars. And now they're supplementing it with the talent as well. I, I think this should work. I don't know how it doesn't work. But if it doesn't, that's it's going to be a problem for, for fans across baseball, in my opinion. It's also the notion of,
5: of do you spend money, but it's how you spend the money too, right? It's like, you know, Darvish, the contract isn't that long at this point where it crushes you. I mean, last year they did it with pure money with Machado. We can agree on that. But, you know. Blake Snell is in the prime of his career. Darvish is still sort of in the prime of his career. These are moves to supplement an already great team, For sure. right? It, it's like, and then you think about like a Blue Jays where they just get a bunch of free agents every five or six years and it doesn't work. Well, or, right? I, I think
1: <laughs> the bigger question, if I'm a Padre fan, is how are we going to keep Tatis? Yeah. yeah. That is the bigger question. He's yeah. the guy you have to keep and build around. So if you supplement with some of these players now, that's fine. But over a 10-year period, i got to keep that guy. Yeah, yep. win a couple World Series yes. might help. That, well, that, yeah, that would help. That to <laughs> be part of the And plan. how much is he going to cost? Everything. Yes. All of the money. And you got to keep him. Or Soto. How much is Juan Soto? Oh, Mike, we don't talk enough about that. <laughs> he does not get an. He might be the best of all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. He's amazing. He is awesome. He,
3: he, some of the numbers, if you track him compared to Mike Trout, like it's pretty much the same. same. He's on track. It,
1: yes. Yeah. If not better. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to it. Happy New Year, guys. And I'll see you in, or at least talk to you in an hour and 15 minutes. And thanks for booking me. I'm looking forward to it. All right. That's coming up next on 101 ESPN.
0: You've been listening to Scoops with Danny Mack, the podcast powered by I Promise. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you, no matter the weather, emergency, or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you 24 7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done
5: peloton let's go this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors